Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice by Matt show. My name is Matt Bertho, your host. And today I have Brian Roark with me. Did I say that correctly? Roark? Roark or Roark. Depends on uh, what part of the planet you're on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually have some Roarks here in Winfield, Kansas. Yeah. Um, they were in my choir program, McKenna oh, wow. and Brett. Nice. Um, yeah. So, you know, is music a part of your life? Has it been? Uh, it is in that I love listening to music. Um, it's a big part of me and my wife's playtime. I have a turntable and we play we play vinyl and dance around the house and cook yeah oh you so, like to yeah. cook i love yeah. cooking yeah so tell me uh brian a little bit about you kind of origin story and your business and uh sure. you know how you found your voice man sure so um i was born in texas uh and uh grew up in louisiana for the most part uh, we went back and forth between Texas and Louisiana. My dad was in the oil field business. Um, so I was born in Overton and then moved to Shreveport, where most of our family was, which is about 200 miles um, east of Dallas. So I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm also, I'm also an LSU Tiger fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I was also um, born in Texas, Brian. Oh, uh, really? I was born where? in San Antonio. Okay, so that's where I did my advanced training for the military when I was in the army oh, wow. um, for uh, combat medic. I did my advanced training there. Oh wow! Yeah, my yeah. dad was uh, near Colleen, that the yeah. Air Force base near there. Yep. 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 I um, I also lived for a time in Bastrop, Texas, which is just south of Austin. Okay. Um, so like my really early, early years were, were spent there. And then we moved here when I was about, we moved to Shreveport when I was around, I think 10. Is that where you're located now, Brian? In Shreveport? No, I'm in Tampa, Florida now. Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've made a trip. Sounds like it. So, uh, mom and dad growing up together, not divorced, the dad no, still together. Man, that's awesome, dude. Dad was an oil guy, huh? Yeah. And so you got to travel quite a bit. Um, no, he did, but we we moved around a little bit. Um, he was in he was in states. He wasn't uh, offshore, but uh, but we moved around a little bit from time to time. And do you have any siblings? I do. I have one brother. He's five years younger, almost okay. to the day. Uh, my birthday is July 28th. This is August 26th. July so 6th, kind of a, right here. July 6th. Yeah. So, but that's kind of a, a little joke about, you know, mom and dad getting together only certain times of the year. <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's kind of fun. But, yeah, so, he's five years younger than me. Going to going to school, kind of in high school. Like, what were your passions? Um, did you play sports? Did you what kind of activities did you do? And so, it, what's kind of funny is, early in school, I didn't really think I was um, excelling very well. 
uh, I had I had some trouble early on. Okay. But when we moved back to Shreveport and I went through middle school, they tested me and they ended up moving me to a magnet program. Oh, wow. And I was like, you lost your mind. <laughs> um, but I ended up going to a magnet school, which was an hour from where I live. And I had to bus for an hour every day back oh and forth. Oh my God. Yeah. And, um, but we, uh, I thought at that time I wanted to be an attorney. And so I was going to do debate. So I signed up for debate and come to find out you have to do debate tournaments, right? Yeah. And that costs yeah. money. And at the time, my parents, you know, they didn't have the extra cash for me to do that. So they kind of slowly guided me to do something a little different. And they got, they uh, guided me to do theater drama. Really? Yeah. And because I didn't have to do um, a tournament, I could just be part of the theater department and, you know, maybe do a play here or there. And that opened, you know, a whole new world for me. Really? Yeah, because so, I was a little, I was a little timid. I was a little shy. Okay, and um, that just turned turned everything around for me from there. So, man, theater was a big part of your life. It was. It was a. It was a turning point. It was one of my turning points for sure. So you did? Did you do shows all through high school? And did I did. Come in college. I did. Um, and matter of fact, I got a uh, a college scholarship. It wasn't much, but. A bit, but from winning a tournament, because later on, you know, I was working and I decided I was going to pay to go to these tournaments. And so I did that. And um, and it was fun. It was a blast. I learned a ton and uh, learned how to read a room and and actually play a part to the room is something that that I'll never, you know, I'll never get away from. That was awesome learning how to do that. Well, this is great. This is perfect. Like how to find your voice, right? Uh, Right. You know, you joined theater and was, was it the teacher that kind of brought that out of you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Her name was Anna Aslan. Um, And I was the biggest pain in her rear (laughs) for every show because inadvertently, I, I don't know if it was by like on purpose or it was just being lazy. I would wait till like the week before the show to have oh, all my lines all oh, yeah. that and memorized. We would go through rehearsals left and right. And but then come, you know, come showtime. I was Johnny on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it you know, I think my my co-actors probably hated me for that. <laughs> sometimes but um but i made it fun i made it so you know you got you got all these superman characters behind you um is that kind of like an alter ego for you do you feel like you know because i i know as a performer as an athlete when the lights come on man it's go time it's show time was that was that kind of your 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 switch like you know, practice, you know, you're soaking it up, you're learning the lines, you're doing your blocking. Cause I know when I learn my lines in a show, like a musical, a play or whatever I'm doing, just reading the lines and trying to memorize them doesn't do it for me. When I start moving 
and and doing the action or the dancing behind the lines with the lines that's when it like that's when i memorize it that's when it yeah. soaks up yeah um yeah so um so there's two parts to <laughs> two answers to that question um first of all the superman really stems from my dad um i told you he was in the oil field business when i was younger he was in an accident where an, a rig blew up mm. Um and tossed him about 75 feet. Oh my god. Um off a rig. He was a tool pusher, and that's basically the leader of you know that site. And he had multiple sites, but he noticed some things going wrong and some of the pressures. He got everybody off the rig and he tried to shut shut it down. And before he could shut it down, the pressure built up too far and it blew him about 75 feet into oh a truck. God. And I remember vividly in Bryan, Texas, <laughs> which is where Bluebell ice cream is made. Um, he was in the hospital and I remember visiting him and he had shrapnel and debris all, you know, tossed in his face and in his eyes and he couldn't see. He, his eyes were, were, you know, kind of bandaged up a little bit and he had glasses on. He couldn't open his eyes, but when he knew I was there, he knew I was just kind of looking at him Yeah, and like, kind of like, are you okay? And he just, he kind of goes, boy, stop staring at me. Whoa. I'm going to be okay. Everything's fine. And from that point on, my father became my Superman. Whoa. And because he couldn't, it was like he had his x-ray vision <laughs> Holy without crap. even having his eyes open and he could hear my heartbeat you know and how anxious i was about you know how concerned how old were you, you know. then brian um i believe i was about eight maybe oh, man. yeah it was young that's and how old. so I, that's and so superman's old. always been you know a thing for me um honest just kind but one of the strongest of them all yeah and it's not the strongest right? it's not the strongest yeah and uh so that's you know uh, i've always kind of gravitated towards superman yeah my daughter calls me superman so i'll take it yeah man so <laughs> You did theater in high school. Dad had that accident. Did did he recover fully? Yeah. Wow. Completely. That is incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like his eyesight, everything. 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 Matter of fact, he has better eyesight than I do now. I mean, that that's a that's a very amazing magical story there, you know, to get That's a God thing. Oh, totally. To get thrown 75 feet, man, an explosion. Whew. Yeah, that's intense. Um, so in college, did you do any theater? So I skipped college right out of high school. You skipped it. I did. I did. I I went to uh I went in the military. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, matter of fact, before I graduated, I went to basic training. Before you graduated. 
before I graduated. Holy yeah. crap, man. Because I was I was old enough to go in the summer before I graduated. So I went in and, and did uh, my basic training, Fort Leonard Wood. And then I came back to school, graduated, and then went back in for AIT to San Antonio for my combat medic, 91 Bravo. And then how long were you in the military, Brian? I was in from 92 to 98. Okay. And I'm, I was I was part of a, a National Guard unit attached, and, and as a combat medic, I was attached to um, the mortar group, the scout group, and the tanker group of the local Louisiana Guard okay. um, unit. Yeah, and so my mission tigers. basically was to train with them and go with them where, wherever they trained and be their medic, their paramedic. Um, as they trained, I was 50 yards away from a tank. It was firing down range 24 seven. Holy moly, man. And my station was a one, one, three APC one, one, three, which is basically a, a metal box on tracks. <laughs> and that was my ambulance, man. So why, why did you get out of the military? Um, that's a good question. Uh, the. The simple answer is my mom. Okay. Because I was ready out of basic training in AIT. I was ready to go full-time. Hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I was recruited to go full-time um, Special Forces Airborne Ranger. Wow. And, because I was loving it. And um, my mom actually talked me out of it. Because we had a plan for me to, going back to the college question, we had a plan for me to go to college and then pursue my acting as a side. Yeah. Gig. And none of that really worked out. I, I did come back. I went to college after I came back for nursing school, pre-nursing, and decided I didn't want to be a nurse. Um, my type A personality didn't cut it with it. <laughs> Uh, and I wasn't, I didn't think I was smart enough to be a doctor. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't finish. Um, I didn't finish college till a few years later. Okay. And so what, what did you finally decide on Brian? It, it, what do you mean? So what, what major did you finally decide on? You, you said you find you finished later. Like what? Yeah. So I, I have two degrees. I have a degree in healthcare management and I have a degree in, in regular business management. Awesome. And I finished both of those within about a year after all my prerequisites had already kind of been done from the nursing. And did you do that at LSU? No, I did that remote because oh. I had moved, I had moved from Louisiana at the time. And I was in Tampa at that point. You did it remote? What 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 year was that? Um 90. Oh, I gotta remember. Give me a second. All right, go ahead. That was 2004. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot that happened in between um starting college. And that point too. Well, what happened, man? Let's dive in. So, 
this is part of the beauty of my story. So um, I am now married to my very first girlfriend out of high school. Holy moly. And uh, when we dated, we were both young and didn't know a lot, but we were, we were madly in love, truly. Hmm. But we were hot-headed and we didn't see things that we should have seen and made some mistakes and errors in our way. And so we ended up splitting up. Oh, wow. Um, and going our separate ways. I ended up getting married. Um, that marriage ended in a divorce because of uh, her infidelity. Oh, man. And at that point, I had to make a change in another shift. And so I left Louisiana, Shreveport, which is like one of the biggest Mayberries on the planet. And I ended up here in Tampa. And what was funny is I was looking at, at going to either Austin or going here or going to Florida. And a buddy of mine that I had met over the past years had lived in Tarpon Springs, <clears throat> just, just right outside of Tampa. He called me up and he goes, I, I hear you looking to move. I got a room. Come on and stay. Huh? I was like, all right, cool. Without knowing it, my wife, who had married also and left Treeport, lived 25 minutes, 30 minutes up the road from me. In Florida? In Florida. Whoa. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. So then how, how, did, how did you guys reconnect? What happened? So... Fast forward a little bit more. Uh, her and her husband moved. They moved to Mississippi. And I get married again and um, have a kiddo. And then my wife uh, passed away from breast cancer. Oh, man, Brian. When my daughter was four, four and a half. <sighs> so a year later, um, I get a phone call and it's Debbie and she's like, I'm getting a divorce and I'm moving back to Florida. Can you help me find a place to live? Because I need to be near my clients. She does medical billing. Okay. I'm like, okay. Why me? <laughs> you know, and she's like, cause I trust you, you know, you're going to find me a, a safe spot. So we did some looking and, and we found some spots she comes to take a look as I'm going to go with her, you know, because I'm not going to let her go alone. Right. And um, the night before I said, let's go to dinner and let's map out where we're going to go. We've got to map out, you know, and we're going to double check that we want to go see these spots. She comes out of the hotel room and I help her up in my truck. I've got a big F. Uh, Ford F-150 at the time. It's kind of a little jacked up. So I helped her up into the truck. I grabbed her hand and dude, it was done. Whoa. It was done. You just knew immediately. It was done. It was like, man, this, this just shifted from me helping her out to a, a game changer, a total game changer. Fast forward six months later after she's here, 
we had been talking about her moving in with me and Chloe, my daughter. Mm. Um, we're having a movie night one night, and the kids are in one room, and and um, the adults are in the other watching the movie. And Chloe walks in and grabs her hand and says, "Can can you come talk to me for a second? And this is she's like five, okay. And before this, it's always Miss Debbie this. Miss Debbie, that please and yeah. thank you. And she pulls her in the kitchen. She goes, Dad's told me that um, you're going to be moving in with us. And, you know, the thoughts that probably went through Debbie's head was, I don't know what kind of conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to have, right? Yeah. Chloe goes, um, I, and Debbie, Debbie's like, well, What do you think about that? And she goes, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, yeah. But one thing, when you move in, um, can I can I start to call you mama Aww. or mama too? And with the grace of an angel, Debbie knelt down and just told her it would be my absolute honor. Oh. And um, she came in and told all of us because <laughs> we were part of the conversation. I mean, it was like tears everywhere oh yeah man <laughs> i was like how did you handle that without crying man um but uh yeah so total god thing through that whole situation um we have a, a completely different take on our relationship than we did when we were kids and man. through what we've gone through we've learned so much about how to be here and show up for each other every day yeah how to talk to each other how to listen to each other, how to play. We play a lot. We love to play. I mean, we're almost 50 years old and we're doing sock races down the hallway. Okay? I love that. Um, and just that kind of stuff is so important. And then, you know, the increased level of intimacy from our communication is just, is, you know, amazing. Um, I have a ritual Every morning, you know, like I said, I'm I, I'm an early riser. I get up, I make um, make sure she has a cup of coffee on, you know, on the nightstand before she wakes up. Wow! If I uh, if I go to Publix, the supermarket, or whatever, I, she's getting flowers, you know, whatever you know, whatever they have that day, hmm. just because. And that's just you know, it's just the little things, and then she does little stuff for me as well. It's just so amazing. Um, putting up with, you know, my hard nose sometimes is not, is not easy, yeah. but she, she, she does it very, very well. What a blessing, Brian. Like God, God knew that back. I did, I couldn't raise a daughter on my own either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. There's just Thank some you. things that dad can't do. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Thank you for sharing that, man. Like, um, it's a beautiful story. Like, and I think uh, when this comes out, it's going to give a lot of people uh, in, in January a lot of hope. Yeah. You've been through a lot. You've been through a there, lot. It, in my growth of the past few years, I've learned to take a step back and look at things. There's so many blessings and so many times that God had his hand on me that I didn't realize it, whether I liked it or not. 
Mm. Um, that divorce was horrible. Yeah. And there's a whole story behind that too, that we don't have time to go into, but I could have ended up in jail. I mean, there mm. could have been a, 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 a ton of other things that could have happened, but it needed to happen for me to get on the path that he wanted me on. Yeah. And, and man, I have, cha- I have challenged that, <laughs> that path um, more times than not without, without really realizing it. Yeah. So Brian, what is it that you're, you do now for people? Like, how do you help people now in your business? Like what, what is your business? So my, my business is flame enterprise and it's an acronym for, um, of course, for military, it's uh, faith-based leadership okay. and mentoring towards excellence. Awesome. Um, and there's a couple of different roads that we travel. Um, one is, you know, we've got a, a tenured uh, leader that has kind of become a little complacent, wants to get back in the groove and not be, a, you know, the one thing that, I stick to a lot is there's a difference between there's a between a manager and a leader. Okay. Right. A, yeah. a manager can can manage KPIs, they can manage numbers, they can manage calls and that kind of thing. But a, a leader dives deeper and uh, becomes an influencer and a mentor yes. towards his team, towards his his whole culture, towards you know everybody around them. And so we take, you know, tenured leaders that have kind of become a little complacent and want to find that, want to find that Zen again, want to get yeah. that superpower right back, you know, yeah, man. they've been successful, but you know, they want to, they want to take it up a notch. Then another thing is so like along this journey for about 15 years, 20, almost 20 years, um, I was in the IT industry and I saw from a corporate perspective, there were all these brilliant individuals that were great at, at their job. They're great, net, you know, great at networking, great at coding, great at app dev. I mean, incredibly smart people um, when it came to IT that through attrition got tossed into a leadership role. Oh yeah, for sure. And they, they weren't, they weren't prepared for it. And so we help kind of, help them navigate that that roadmap so that they're not set up for failure. They don't understand that there's a whole other world outside of that keyboard that they were in front of, or if they're an accountant, you know, the money part of it, there's a whole other world, other relationships that they have to cultivate outside of the organization. They have to cultivate the relationships with the people that are in their charge. <clears throat> And then they have to cultivate relationships with the sea level that they're dealing with as well, so that everybody, you know, comes out, you know, good and golden. Yeah. And so we help them kind of navigate that 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 landscape. And then the other, the last part of of what we do is is business development. Um, and <laughs> this kind of goes back to kind of the same premise. You got a brilliant person that owns a business, and you know they may be a plumber. Right. A plumber's got a plum and a plumber's good at plumbing. Yep. But he may not know how to grow his business exponentially through uh, you know, other avenues mm-hmm. just because he's never had a focus on that. 
And so we walk in and, and work with those individuals and show them how to grow their business without, you know, a huge amount of cost, but with a big um, uptick in revenue and gross profit. That's awesome, man. Mostly gross profit. That's the most important part, right? That's the take home. Yeah. So when did you start the, the faith-based leadership program? So I um, I started this journey about a year ago. Okay. And uh, it was after I left one of um, one of the corporate organizations I was working for as a, as a VAR. And IT broker is really the way I termed it. Okay. I like that. Um, and so, you know, what we were doing is we were brokering relationships between an organization. Um, it could be, you know, JCPenney's or Outback or whatever. It could be any, you know, a manufacturing company. But um, we'd walk in, I would kind of assess the situation and then go to work on finding solutions for them to vet. Mm-hmm. And then I would broker the relationships with those providers, whether it was a manufacturer, EMC, Cisco, HP, okay. the folks, and walk them through the vetting process. And then once they made a choice, I would broker the, the cost structure, the budget, and then we would do the work through the implementation and the management afterwards. Wow. Um, so a lot of different moving parts. And so I, after this last bout with, um, with these guys, or at the end of this bout, I kind of just, I kind of got a little bit discouraged in, in the marketplace. Um, because the requirement had shifted from me being a solution relationship guy to um, now I need you to do a smile and dial and make a bunch of phone calls and you got to hit numbers that way. Whoa. And um, I'm a tenured guy. They didn't even think to push me into maybe a, a potential leadership or training situation with new people coming in. And so I got a little discouraged. So, and they were going back to their old ways and shifting to just one manufacturer situation that, that they wanted to offer. Oh boy. And they had hired me to build relationships with multiple because that was my experience. And they just wanted to stick to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it wasn't a good fit. We decided to part ways mutually, really. Yeah. And, you know, great package, you know, good people, but it was just time for me to move. And when I did that, I just took a step back and me and my wife had some really long conversations about what I wanted to do next. And I kept coming back to coaching. Um, I was a personal trainer whenever we dated. Right. Um, I have a military experience. I've managed people before Um, I've handled, you know, huge projects, you know, I'm a big picture. If this, then that kind of individual also adapt, change, overcome from the military. And I wanted to, I want to bring that to the table for somebody else. Yeah. Um, But I want to do it in a way that's, that's different than most in that, um, it comes from a, a faith-based um, platform, and not that it, you know, not that I'm pushing Jesus down your throat every day. Right, right. 
But but it, it it is a big part of what I have um, learned that has helped me. And if I can share it, I feel like that's what I'm I'm led to do right now. Yeah, man. So, you know, a lot of what I do with my clients is we we work on um, a few a few questions that I ask them. And so, you know, one of those questions is what makes you tick and what gives you joy? And it sounds right. like you're you're finding that passion that that what what makes you tick, what gives you joy. Right. Yeah. Can you that's that's a that? good point because that's exactly that's exactly the goal for you know what I've been building over the past year is I want to I want to have fun where I wasn't having fun with what I was doing before. Yeah. And what makes me have fun is watching people go through a transformation. Yep. And and become something different and better. Well, you're you're definitely doing the right work now because I can I can feel that you feel a lot more um, fulfilled in in this in this uh, mission that you have. Can can you? And it is a mission. It, it is absolutely one hundred percent a mission. Can you speak on um, the the kind of the mission that you want to accomplish for your 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 season that you're in right now because you know like for me i want to help people find keep share and connect their voice with craft which is technique artistry storytelling and performance magic getting people to feel what we want them to feel and so that that's my mission is is that's why i'm doing this work that i do so i'd like to hear like your 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 reason of why you're doing this, like your 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 passion, your mission statement, um, to so so you know people that listen to this can be like, you know what, I like Brian, I want to work with that dude. So can you can you give us like the that big picture that you were talking about? Yeah, sure. So in a nutshell, like I said, my my passion is I'm a helper. I'm a problem solver. Uh, I like taking things that are broken, working the problem and, 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 and bringing a solution. Yeah. And, you know, some people don't realize what's broken either. And so one of the things, one of the jokes that I used to have with one of my leaders was, uh, I'm here. I am, I'm, I'm breaking something again. And, uh, inadvertently, from an operational perspective or a logistics perspective, I would bring in a problem, okay, that that we had that we weren't solving very well. But I would always come in with an alternative solution to that that problem, that break. And so I have a knack for, and you know, doing an analysis with people. I call it Columboing questions sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Um, and and getting information that allows me to sh- see where gaps are that we can heal or mend or make better or improve mm-hmm. and it's all in the in the throes of just getting to that continuous improvement mode and and it be continuous it be a habit that we are always looking for a you know a, a better way of doing things without Without saw, you know, without spending a whole bunch of money and things like that, just being uh, working smarter, not harder. Yeah, I love you that. know more efficient. 
So Brian, you kind of talked about your ideal client, your ideal person that you're working with. Can you tell us uh, like maybe like one story of someone that you've helped that, that um, you saw a massive transformation in? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, it's funny. I've, I've got a buddy of mine. He's a buddy of mine now. He was a client. I called on this guy for about a year and a half. And he was no, 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 no. He was all anti um, sales guy right. at all. And finally, he picked up the phone one day and he goes, okay, Brian, you have five minutes. And after this five minutes, if you haven't convinced me to work with you, then I don't want to hear from you again. Is that a deal? Okay. Click. Timer's on. Go oh, to work. Wow. And so that was the start of our relationship. Fast forward almost 15 years later, we are we are good friends. Um, we've seen each other through different transitions and whatnot. We have mentored each other mm. um, together. And uh it's been a it's been a, a cool journey with the guy. He lives yeah. up in New Jersey now, but I can call him anytime and he can call me anytime. And but we've created a, a bond of trust because I was honest that first day. Yep. And I told him something that he didn't even know about his own business. Mm. And that was the, that was the breaking point. He goes, you have how did you know that? And I said, I did my research, first of all. And second of all, I tried to tell you a few months ago, I'm not really here to sell you anything because we don't have the relationship yet for me to sell you anything. I'm here to learn about what you need mm. and help you help guide you through a journey. That's what I'm here to do. And, and so that's, you know, and he, to this day, he'll tell you I'm I'm probably one of his most trusted people. Oh, so Brian, I'm gonna let me ask this question. Um, you know about finding your voice. You know, you talked about your dad in the accident. You talked about your divorce. You lost your wife to breast cancer. What was the moment in your timeline of 48 years, like the most significant moment? that you can say in that moment, that's when I really found my voice and my soul came out to say hello to everybody. Okay. Um, so after I moved here to Tampa, I was in flux dating a few, you know, a few folks, a few girls. And I'd been dating this girl for about six months, and for my birthday, she bought me a, um, a skydiving excursion, <laughs> a tandem skydiving excursion. <clears throat> and growing up, I was deathly afraid of heights. Oh, man. My dad built me a, a treehouse that I, I don't think I ever stepped foot in whenever I was a kid. Mm. And it wasn't even really that tall. Um, but to me, it was like giant giant right 
Um, but through the years and even through the military, you know, time, I started trying to work my way through that fear, but it still had that fear. Machismo me says, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go. You, you know, what did I do? You, we've only been dating for six months. You're not trying to kill me, are you? Oh God. <laughs> and, and so we go up and I am white as a ghost, man. Oh. White as a ghost, but I do it. I hit the ground, everything went fine. And then a few months later, we, we ended the relationship. But a year later, I went back because I wanted to know if I kind of conquered that, that in me. Wow. And so I went back, did another tandem jump and it was with a, a different instructor. And he's like, you're not as nervous as most people. This, this isn't your first time. And I'm like, no, I, I was, I did this last year. My girlfriend tried to kill me and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he just laughed and uh, he goes, all right, well, we're going to do a backflip out of the plane. And I looked at him and I was like, you don't want to die today, do you? And he's like, no. And I said, all right, you lead, I'll follow. Holy and that's what we did. Crap. And so we did a backflip out of the plane, had a blast. He let me land and everything. And <clears throat> he's like, you like this too much? You need to go learn how to do this on your own. Ooh. So I thought about it for a few months. It's like, all right. I mean, that was fun and all, but to, uh, I mean, by myself. And so I made the commitment to do that. And I went and so when you go for your training, it's eight hours of training. And it's all if this, then that. And awareness, know where your altimeter is, know where the drop zone is, know where the two instructors are that come out with you, uh, know, you know, where your reserve is, know how to pull your shoe. I mean, the whole thing and and then body placement and everything. It's eight hours of that. And then you go jump. Oh, my God. So I go through all that. We go to jump. I come out with two instructors, one on each side. And for 60 seconds, it's not as fun as with the tandem where you kind of, oh, look at that. You know, look at the birds. You know, it's, yeah. it's not enjoyment. It's you're you're supposed to kind of be on point with things that they have you do. Absolutely. So you do that for 60 seconds and then you wave them off. And then it's just you. And then you pull, you know, you pull. I was um Excited at best, overzealous. And what you're supposed to do is just kind of reach back, grab the hacky sack, and toss. Well, what I did was I reached back like this because I wanted to make sure I, I grabbed right and, and tossed. But when I did that, what that does is it caused the wind to come across my shoulder. Oh, sh and as the shoot deployed, I had a line twist. This is my first jump alone. Instructors are gone. Ah. It was in my head. It was like the matrix. Everything slowed down. Oh, I'm sure. And I just, I went into that military. If this, then that mode. <sighs> All right. Check my altimeter. Got it. Look up. How is it twisted? 
pull up, pull it apart, kick the opposite direction of the way it's twisted. Check your altimeter. Okay, I've got time. Let's try it again. Boom. That went on for three times. And at 2,500 feet, you're supposed to cut away and deploy your alternative. I was at like 2,725 feet my last time. And I kicked as hard as I could and poof. <sighs> Brian. I took a moment because everything slowed down. I, before, I went from 120 to 90 miles an hour. And then now I'm going like 10, you know, floating. Gained my awareness of where I was. Saw the drop zone. Beelined it to there. And uh, I walked in like I was James Bond. Pulled the sheet behind me. Kissed the ground. Jumped up and said, I'm effing Superman. Ha <laughs> ha! And um, from a defining moment point, yes, that was a defining moment in my, and, you know, giving me some pride and um, confidence. Mm -hmm. But more so than that, after I reflected on it, that was an that was a god moment going here you go boy here you come well brian also you know what what i see too you know you you said superman was your dad right i mean i think superman is you too man <laughs> because you're your dad's son you you got the same gift thank you and, you know, just from a teaching, coaching aspect of me to you right now, you need to do more crazy shit like that. <laughs> I, listen, I do to the detriment of my relationship with my wife. <laughs> I get it. But, but that, uh, that keeps you alive, man. Like I, I've, you know, I've ridden motorcycles my entire life. Yep. Um, I, I tell people I came out of the womb on a bike. When I was a baby, my dad had me on the tank, brought me around the neighborhood to to quiet me down. So wow. that's my Zen. Yeah. You, uh, you, uh, I, I feel like this moment on the podcast with you, like, I feel like five years from now, this podcast is going to mean so much to both of us having you on the show, because I feel like right now in you, you've built this business in the last year, correct? Yep. I feel like you're just about to blow up. I feel like, you know, you're, you're taking the governors off. You're like, here I am world. Let's go. Um, but I really think like that excitement that I, that I felt from you and the visualization that I got seeing that, that scene, um, that, that is a, you know, you conquered your fear. Now you can fly. Now, right. now, now you earned the right to be Superman. Right. That's amazing. When you say now you can fly, because I also, uh, last year I started um, working towards my pilot's license. Yeah. I still have some, some to go. But. You, 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 I think for you, those kinds of uh, 
daredevil kinds of things, man. That's just, that's kind of innately who you are. Um, and I know like for your wife, it's like, Oh, Brian, what are you going to do now? All the insurance policy this month. (laughs) Yeah. But I, you know, I just, you know, this is one of my gifts is seeing other people's gifts. This is what I do every day as a teacher. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're, God put you in these situations in your journey to bring you to this point, this moment, right? Right. Um, and I, I can't wait to, uh, to watch you just grow and blow up and use your voice. That's another thing that, that, um, is part of my mission that I've, I've tried to come to terms with that I didn't, that I didn't really maybe have confidence in, in myself enough about, but is God has been putting people in front of me to be able to let him shine through the blessings that I have, that I have gotten mm. and be humble about that and show them that, you know, it's not, it's not a me thing. Yep. Um, I can't do it all on my own. I have, you know, I have my family and my wife. Um, but more importantly, you know, I, I have God. And that's that's huge. Yeah, I think and, and it, your your journey, God wanted you to lean on God. And I just want to, I want to, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I just thought of this, like where we're at right now in this conversation. (laughs) Um, You wanted to be Special Forces Army Ranger. Yeah, I was ready to go. And so I I say that to you because, um, you know, in my family, very traditional, um, no no one in my family uh, really went to college and graduated before the grandkids. I, I was the oldest grandkid to go to college and I graduated and all that. And, you know, I, I was the first two. played football, baseball, did music, all that stuff. I was in theater just like you. Um, but I remember in my family, the reason why I'm teaching people how to find their voice, Brian, in my dad's family, the Bertho side, my grandfather, when I was in high school, committed suicide. He did not talk about his feelings at all. My dad never talked about that instance. He would drink and eat. That's what he did. And so he never talked to me about it. He never really talked about those emotions to get through that. He never used his voice to get through that that trauma, right? And so I'm literally the change in the family tree. I'm literally the guy that's going to change that for my whole family tree, right? So, Brian, I look at you and I hear your story about how, you know, your your mom, bless her, she loves you. She wants to keep you safe, right? But there's that daredevil back in high school that was like, you know, man, I want to go jump out of planes. I want to I do this. I want to be an Army Ranger. I want to ride motorcycles. I want to do all this crazy shit, right? Right. You've always been that guy. And it makes sense by sitting behind a computer, typing, 
doing IT work, because I did IT work too, by the way. I would internet help desk at SC Telecom in Wichita, Kansas for a while. And I sold computers at CompUSA. But those did not fulfill me. Right. Because of the adventure of helping people with their emotions and find their voice. That was my that was my gift. That's why God put me on earth. You have always had that sense of adventure. Yeah. And I love that now you're getting to do it. You told me now you and your wife have sock races in your house. You're constantly playing. True. And that is beautiful, Brian. Like you, Thank you, you. You, are, you are changing your family tree. You're, you're letting us know that, you know, these inner tendencies that we've always had since we were little boys and little girls, there's something to that. And what's hard is I think our family, including my family, uh, my grandpa Clements, he passed away last uh, summer. But I remember there was a point that he told me when I started doing this work, helping business professionals find their voice, and I was getting away from public school teaching. He goes, Matt, why do you need more success? Why do you need, why do you need more success? And I was like, what are you talking about, Grandpa? Like, I'm, I'm living my purpose. I'm, I'm doing God's work. I'm helping people let their soul come out and say hello. And so sometimes I just I want to I want you to reflect on this, Brian, because I think it's good for your clients to this realization too. Sometimes our family, because it's never been done before, they want to keep us safe. Right. Yeah. And it, and it Listen, as a dad, I'm 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 the same way with with my daughter. Right. Yeah. Want to protect her yep. as much as I can. Yep. And she's already gone through a lot. Right. So it's it's tough to have, you know to, to navigate that, um, but but yeah, hundred percent. It's a thin line, right? You got you know. I'm also that that dad that tells her you, know, you get a cut, go rub dirt on it. You know. There you go. Yep. So, There's the daredevil. Um, There's the yeah. soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian, um, we're running out of time here, but you've you've done such a beautiful job today, sharing your your soul with us and your voice. You're such a good dude, good father. You've been through so much, man. And I love your mission, helping people with faith, with God. We need that in the world. And, and honestly, you're helping us become our superhero. And that is beautiful, man. And uh, I hope that, you know. I'm going to use that as a tagline. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> you, I mean, you totally should. Because you, you found... I mean, like I said, dude, you jumped out of a plane, you, you were in the army, you were a medic, you helped people, you saved people, right? And then you put your glasses on and sat behind a desk for years, just like Clark Kent. That's not where yeah. Clark Kent belongs, bro. Right. Right? Right. And so you're, you're literally helping business owners that get stuck become the actual superhero that's inside them. That's always been there, Right. And so I think that you're on an amazing mission right now. And it's, it, you, it's so awesome. You have your Lois Lane, right? <laughs> your, your, your sweetheart, right? And, yep. and I, just, I just, I love this story. So Brian, how can people get a hold of you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook? Like, how can they get a hold of you? How can they reach out? So I'm on Facebook. I have my personal page um, for Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I also have Flame Enterprise um, for both of those as well. 
and um, I'm working on my YouTube. Okay. That's going to be up after the first of the year. But I also have my website, which has links to my calendar. So if they want to um, connect with me, um, they can jump on my calendar there. And it's uh, flameenterprise.net. So super simple there. Uh, if they want to reach out to me directly, brian.roark at flameenterprise.net. Or they can call me, 813-367-6995. Bro, um, Brian's giving his cell phone out, everybody. Yeah. Write yeah. that down. What was that again? No prank calls. Yeah. So, Brian, um, if you want to leave the audience with something today, a message, something that maybe you're learning right now, what, what would that message be um, to close this out? I think you said it pretty well. Um, Find your superhero within yourself. Mm. Um, this world is scary. Um, you are going to fall down. You're going to scrape your knee. Um, you're going to get cuts. It's that's just going to happen. Um, riding motorcycles, we have this. You know, bikers have this deal. There's two types of riders: those that have been down and those that are going down. Are you going to get back up and ride? Are you going to sit there and wallow in, you know, in your crash? Mm. And um, it's about, you know, setting yourself apart from that. Get up, pick your bike up, and go down the road. Keep going down the road. And rub you some can dirt it. on it. Rub some dirt yeah, on you, it, right? You can do it. And, uh, and realize that God has your back. Mm -hmm. When you go to pick up that bike after you fall, it's not just your physical strength that's doing it. He's right there. Yep. Picking you right back up, dusting you off, and showing you the path. Yep. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show today, the podcast. I really appreciate you. And thank it's you, awesome. Matt. This is the first time I met Brian. We just kind of met in the BLN and messaged each other, and here we are. Appreciate you, Matt. Yeah. So we will see you guys next week. Please reach out to Brian if you have any needs in your business and want to level up uh, with faith, with God, and bring your superhero out. So thanks for being on the show, Brian. Thank you.